They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Combini Boys podcast. This week we take a look at two exciting campaigns coming out of 7-Eleven, with the Choi Happy Sweets campaign and another focused on the cuisine of Kyushu. Matt and Mike collide during the winners and losers segment, opening up a debate over the strength of Japanese paper. And at the Gemba, Mike introduces the greatest melon pan that the two have ever seen. Now let's head over to the Kambini. To the Kambini, to the Kambini, to the Kambini boys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Oh, same old, same old, Mike. You know, just uh, bong hits and pizza over here. Day after day, that's it. What's going on with you over in Kurobe? <laughs> Wait a second, that's all that's going on with you these days? You're just smoking marijuana, eating pizza? I mean, that doesn't sound that bad, actually. That sounds like a pretty good, pretty good, uh, you know, day by day. Yeah, it's it's my retirement plan, Mike. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have a big old pizza oven in the backyard <laughs> and a big old bong. Mm-hmm. And that's how I'll spend. Hoping 65 to... I'm not going to live that long, probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe like 73. <laughs> so, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Well, not bad. Um, all right. Well, as for me, Matt, so the last time we recorded about two weeks ago, um, you know, I was well on my way to becoming the Elden Lord, Matt. Um, <laughs> I was... Uh, I think I was telling you that... Uh, I was working on a dexterity and an intelligence build, um, and uh, Matt, I got to tell you, I'm moving right along. I'm about a hundred hours in. Um, what? It's a huge, huge game. Yeah, and um, about a hundred hours in. Playing it. Um, yeah, for about for, it's about a, about a month now. But um, I uh, I'm about level one one thirty now, and like I said, I'm, I've got Is my that moon high? veil. That sounds pretty high. Pretty high. Oh, yeah, pretty high. And I'm just dicing, you know, dicing and dicing. Dicing up some bosses these days. Um, things are going good. I think, you know, you know, a couple more days I might be the Elden Lord, Matt. And that's, that's when it ends, when you become the Elden Lord? Exactly, yes. Right now, you know, the um, the shards of the Elden Ring were scattered throughout uh, the... Oh, I see. ...the world, and I've collected a f- You've been the most of them. Those. I've been getting them, I've been getting powerful, and now I'm well on my way to, like I said, becoming the king of Elden Ring. Hmm. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You're making, you're inspiring me here. Maybe tonight is Bong Hits in Far Cry 6. Who knows what uh, adventures await. What a time to be alive, everybody. What a time to be alive. Okay. (laughs) All right, Mike. Uh, As usual, we got a lot to talk about. A lot of ground to cover in the Konbini world. Uh, Mm -hmm. We got a couple big stories out this week. We're going to kick off with something. Actually, they're both out of 7-Eleven, Mike. And um, I got to tell you, I'm pretty pumped about both these campaigns, but especially the Choi Happy Sweets series, Mike. The Choi Happy Mm -hmm. Sweets series, it means a little bit of happiness. Choi Happy. But Mike, as you can see, they are celebrating a very special time of year. It's cherry blossom season, Mike. It's fast approaching that two weeks where Mm -hmm. Japan goes in full bloom and 
God almighty, Mike. Yeah. yeah. I can't even get past this first one. We're looking yeah, at a cherry blossom and peach spring jelly. And, uh, Mike, this is a parfait. Mm-hmm. The shades of pink here oh, yeah. are just stunning. This thing, yeah. you could hang this up at the Met, okay? Almost like a Monet kind of vibe going on. You got the pink on the bottom. You got some peach over there. I think I see a cherry floating in there. And then you got that pink jelly floating on top. A lot of textures, certainly a lot of nice flavors. But that's the full, I mean, gosh, Mike, we're looking at a, what is that, a chiffon cake. We got mm. uh, we got a dango parfait. Mm. We got uh, Sakura Mochi. Oh, yeah. We got, uh, I actually don't know what the grass mochi, is that what that is? <laughs> yes, I love it. But uh, a lot of nice, very fancy looking high end sweets out of 7 Eleven. You know, almost sort of Uchi Cafe esque, yes. if, uh, if I do say so myself. But this looks fantastic, Mike. I, lo- I love all of it. Yeah, me too. This is uh, really exciting coming out of uh, 7-Eleven. They're calling these the seven sweets. I don't remember if this is what they, they normally call their sweets or if this is a new sort of line. But um, yeah, it looks wonderful. Um, I got to say, Matt, all of these just look really great. And yeah. we've been really critical in the past about the so-called Sakura flavor, the cherry blossom flavor, which many yes. times is just kind of a pinkish sort of Swedish sort of flavor it doesn't really it's not remarkable in any way but i have to say matt um these items here are you know making me rethink that i'm Mm. like for example this sakura anto two two types of dango parfait i mean the one we're looking at here are you kidding me we've got these two little like uh you know rice sweet dangos on top we have a layer of you know, cream. We have a layer mm. of um, zelly, warabi mochi zelly. We have, um, I, I think there's some mousse in there, sakura flavored mousse. I mean, it just looks <laughs> outstanding. And um, yeah, what a what a time! You know, sakura season, cherry blossom season coming soon. And um, any of these would be a great choice for you know some cherry blossom viewing. Absolutely, Mike. Everybody go check it out when it hits the shelves. This is just absolutely stunning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, Matt, you know, uh, 7-Eleven, I mean, with a couple great campaigns this this week. Oh, boy. What we're looking at here, Matt, this is the Kyushu Kyushu um, campaign. Kyushu means the the sort of large island in the south of Japan um, that has uh, a number of prefectures in it. Um, it's uh, the Kyushu Kyushu. The Kyushu means like absorption. So this is the absorption of the Kyushu food series. And they're calling this, Matt, the 7-Eleven, you know, travel, trip-feeling mm. campaign. And Matt, this, we... Again, we give a lot of uh, criticism to 7-Eleven's website um, and their their photography, um, but this is a beautiful campaign page they've got here. Matt, there's actually a little tab here you can see. There's the um, you can go to the Hyojungo, which is like the 
the sort of like standard oh. dialect of Japan. Cool. And then you can do the Kyushu dialect. Mm -hmm. So you click this and you go into standard uh, dialect. But if you click this, you go into Kyushu Ben, mm, Kyushu dialect. Cool. Um, yeah, kind of a nice little uh, thing that they're doing here. Um, so Kyushu is famous for a lot of different foods. One thing, though, Matt, is that tonkotsu ramen. Um, I don't know if it originated in Kyushu. I, I, I think it might actually originate in... Actually, I, I haven't checked this at all, but it's very well known for um, tonkotsu ramen, the thick sort of broth, pork bone broth uh, ramen. Here we have the Tengai Ten produced... Kumamoto garlic tonkotsu ramen looks mm. outstanding. Here mm. we have the, what is this? This is a pork mm. uh, donburi, the uh, kakuni, so sort of mm. a um, stewed and sweet flavored, uh, yeah, long stewed um, chashu. Um, this one, I don't know, both of us probably kind of like, hey, well, but this is the... Um, Mentaiko French bread. Um, you know, as we scroll down here, you know some of these aren't so great. But then we have the the black pork miso onigiri, and then we have a couple of other items down here. But um, Matt, I have to say that um, Kyushu, I, I've only traveled there once, but I I was a huge food fan of the Kyushu cuisine, um, especially the ramen. Um, but not just that. I, I think it's a great region for um, food in general in Japan. And this is just a really cool campaign that we've got here. Totally agree, Mike. I've been lucky. I, I've, I've been to Kyushu several times. And yeah, it's one of those places in Japan where the Japan everywhere, the food is great. And Kyushu, it's especially good, especially the ramen. Actually, if you go into uh, Fukuoka, the main train station, there is a ramen stadium. I think they call it, or a ramen street, and they they have uh, maybe ten of Kyushu's best ramen joints open up uh, st uh, stalls in mm. this uh, this location, so you can bounce around, try different kinds of ramen. I've been there several times, actually. When we took people to uh, Kyushu uh, for uh, for travel, we would always take them to the ramen street always big hit yeah i think mm. um home runs all over the place except for the mentaiko baguette like yeah. completely agree kyushu is famous for its mentaiko it's true but uh it's gross so mm. can't say anything nice about it unfortunately I'm a fan. yeah well but, i'm uh, a fan but yeah yeah not the oh, you, yeah you oh, know mentaiko. i i like it on on rice you know i like some on mentaiko rice. on rice but i'm not i'm not a a french baguette mentaiko fan you know so. yeah yeah <laughs> Anywho, yeah. yeah, also great looking campaign. Um, yeah. And yeah, kudos to 7 Eleven for um, animating some of their, their website yeah. in a tasteful nice. manner. Yeah, beautiful. Yep. Some cover effects and some, you know, sort of like. <laughs> some it's zooming not great, in and out. Actually. It's not, yeah, well, yeah. It's <laughs> better than we've seen in recent years. So uh, it's exciting to see. All right, Mike, that wraps up the two main campaigns to cover this week. Now it's on to uh, the Chicky Wars. Chicky Wars, of course, where we take a look at all the boneless, chicky action happening across the Conveni landscape. Mike, um, this first one out of Family Mart, I got to say, mm -hmm. this ain't new. Uh, this is the Toady Tin. Yep. Um, 
I'm not sure why this is uh, back on the website here. Uh, Toy D10 is just uh, a little chicken tender, a little mm-hmm. lighter batter on it. Saku Saku, they say. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, not really sure why it's why it's uh, being featured here this this week. No, I don't either. Um, but I will say I like the Torty Ten, like you said, the tempera chicken. You know, you might think, hey, we talk about fried chicken all the time. This is a little bit different. Yeah, it's a thin, you know, very thin sort of skin, um, lightly flash fried uh, chicken. I will say the way to eat this is you get a hot, you get a thing of uh, soba. This is how Ooh, I would do it. You get a thing okay. of soba. Yes. You you get that thing in the microwave for about two minutes Ooh. thirty seconds. They you know, the toddy ten or the soba, the soba, and okay, then, yep. then you buy maybe one or two of these guys, mm-hmm. and then you set them on top of that steaming yep. soba broth. Mm. Let okay. it slowly dissipate, and um, <laughs> that's how I'd have this. Because uh, oh man, actually thinking about this right now, damn, sounds good, but not a new item. And we, this is something maybe we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk to the. To the you know executives over at uh, the convenience stores, what is a new item? We we got to talk about this. You know, I think. Yeah, so at some point there's got to be some standards around this. Love the soba <laughs> idea though. That's a pro yeah. tip, everybody. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have a new Karaage Kun. This is a mm. known flavor 240 or something <laughs> like that. Mike, I'm pretty excited about this. This yeah. is the brown butter soy sauce flavor. Now the way they is Kogashi butter, so like uh, maybe like burnt, so I guess brown butter. Brown butter butter is uh, when you take butter and you cook it until, uh, well, it turns a little brown. It gives a nice nutty flavor. And I recently, Mike, I'm learning how to bake. I'm actually DMing with Joanne Chang on Instagram. No big deal. But um, she's a famous pastry chef here in Boston. Wow. Oh, my God. And I just made her brown butter Rice Krispies treats in outstanding product but um here we have brown butter soy sauce karage kun i think you're gonna get a nice rich dare i say dare i say it umami flavor from this even though nobody actually knows what that is yeah this is it yeah no this sounds great um you know butter soy sauce is a is a is a classic you know, you get that deep umami flavor of the butter with that sh- that soy sauce as well. Um, and you just brown that butter up a little bit. And then, yeah, like you said, it gives that extra sort of umami to it as well. I agree, Matt. I got to say, I'm excited to see some new karagakun. It's been a while, I have to say. Um, I hope they're not sort of like, you know, toning down the uh, the number of karagakun they're, they're putting out because it's one of our favorites. It's always exciting to see. And um, this is, yeah. Great, great, uh, great one to see here in uh, twenty twenty two. Speaking of which, we haven't seen a poke chicky in God yeah. knows how long. You know, I think I think they, that, I think they ran out of ammo I over at Family have. Mart. Yeah, yeah, I, I, they we, might they might not exist anymore. We originally I, I said it, you know. Yeah, yeah, you can start this, but mm-hmm. you're gonna have the the resources to uh, yeah. to win this battle. Okay. Um, all right, that wraps up the Chicky Wars this week, Mike. Just two new Chicky products. Actually, one new Chicky product, 2010, as mm-hmm. we said. Not so new. Sure. Yeah. Uh, let's head over to the uh, to the scoreboard. 
All right, Matt. Well, yeah, we're heading over the scoreboard, and um, yeah, I'm just going to hit you with the numbers that we've got this week. Family Mart, 37 items. Lawson, 40 items. 7-Eleven, 126. Mini Stop, 24. Daily Yamazaki, 8. Seiko Mart, 5. And New Days, 18. What do you think? Mike, 7-Eleven, 126. That's a number. That's Mm. a number right there, even for 7-Eleven. I got to say, very (laughs) impressive. Everybody else playing kind of right in their wheelhouse. Um, Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. otherwise, scoreboard's looking healthy this week. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, Matt. Well, we are heading right over to our winners and losers this week. Matt, we're heading into your loser to start. So tell me what we're looking at. Yeah, Mike, this is out of Lawson, and um, it's not a food product this week. This is a uh, this is a razor, you know, for shaving. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Mike, this razor is made out of paper. Yeah. This is a paper razor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Mike, I got enough problems when it comes to shaving. First, I have to uh, not kill myself stepping on my wife's razor that inevitably loses suction on the wall and falls to the bottom of the bathtub, which I find by stepping on it. Okay. Okay, I got that problem. Mm-hmm. I got uh, some mix of Harry's and Gillette, and uh, you know, I, can't, I can't make these things attach to one another. Yeah, yeah. No modular common designs out there. And now Lawson wants me to shave with a paper razor. I shave in the shower. It's going to wilt. What am I gonna have? What am I gonna be holding in my hand, fifteen seconds into my shave, if if it, if it's made of paper? It's just gonna it's gonna wilt. I, I see, I see. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is just totally useless. Totally useless. Well, Matt, we're gonna have to enter into debate mode this week because <laughs> my winner this week is. Uh, is none other than the paper razor out of Lawson. And Matt, let me just quickly enter my rebuttal. World first. Because nobody ever Origami. wanted it. Origami. Origami. I missed the origami Matt. part. That's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. So you have to okay. make it. Yeah. Origami. No, you don't have to make it. You don't have to make it. It's already made, but it's oh. it's been origamied, you know. <laughs> Matt. Three razors. You Which? Know? How does that make any Mach sense? Mach three. Yeah, this is a Mach three paper razor, Matt. <laughs> Look at that price, one fifty two, Matt. What's a razor cost you? What do you get a Mach three, a Mach five? You know, well, well, you get a Mach five. Listen, you got to take a loan out to get a Mach five, especially <laughs> with the Fed pumping interest rates right now. But hey. I will say, you know, Harry's and, you know, they've changed the game. So razors are actually pretty cheap these days because companies okay. came in and saw, oh, you can make a ton of money by selling razors that are still expensive but cheaper than a Mach 5. Yeah. But, um, yeah, 152. What are you getting? You're, you're getting a, you're getting a, you're going to be like shaving with, with toilet paper 10 mm-hmm. seconds in. There's, there's nothing, mm-hmm. this thing's going to wilt. All right. Well, if you're shaving in the shower, I agree. This is not the razor for you. But if you're somebody who's standing at the sink, you're standing in front of the the mirror, you know, you're yeah. not in the shower. I'd say, hey, this is pretty nice because 
Let's say you're going on a business trip and you think, hey, forgot my razor, my $5,000 razor, you know? And so, you know, I want to buy, you know, a, uh, I want to, I want to, I need a quick razor. And, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be wasteful. You know, what, you know, the razor, the only important thing about the razor is that blade, you know, who cares what's attached to it, you know? Um, It could be some chopsticks for all I care. Make it paper. This is biodegradable. (laughs) You know, I just say, hey, think about the planet, Matt. And um, when you do, you think, hey, hey, this is a pretty nice item right here. Yeah, let's think about the planet while we turn off all of our nuclear power plants so we can burn more uh, oil and and coal. (laughs) Yeah, this this is what's going to solve climate change. (laughs) This paper, paper razor. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, hey, each person can do can do what they can. All right, Matt. Well, hey, fair enough. I see your points. I hope you see my points. <clears throat> I think this is a winner. This is a loser to you. But either way, a, a very interesting item and a nice, nice design. I think that cannot be denied, right? I'll deny that. No, I think okay. I think it's okay. yeah. I don't even think it's a nice design. Yeah. Okay. All right, Matt. Well, okay. So we've had our had our talk here. Hold on. Let's Scroll over. In. There's a little drop of water there in the circle. What is it claiming there about water? In the circle, it's saying no, 98% no, no. Plastic. Between the one and one day. Oh, it's saying it's um bosoy, bosoy. So it's um resistant to water. Resistant so I think water. it's. This is not some, you know, you're not folding up like an A4, you know, letter piece of single white paper, Matt. This is a strong paper. Remember, Japanese samurai, Matt, Japanese samurai, what was their armor made out of? It was made out of paper. Was it really? With lacquer. Yeah, yeah, it was lacquered paper. All right, well, you know, if this is uh, battlefield tested, (laughs) I could... I could uh, I could be swayed here. That's okay. an interesting point. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We'll, we'll have to use this. And I agree. If this thing's gonna fall apart and start to bend while you're raising, that's no good. I imagine this thing has some you know strength to it. So it remains to be seen. It'll have to be tested. All right, Matt. Okay. Well, hey, enough of that. Let's over to your head over to your loser or no to my loser this week. Uh, Matt, we're heading over to my loser. Hey. <laughs> oh, boy, what is that? I think this is one that we can agree on. Coming oh, oh. out of New Days, Matt, this is the butter tarako oh. spaghetti. Okay, mm. so what is tarako? We often talk about mentaiko, and mentaiko is just the spicy version of tarako. Tarako is just small little fish eggs, um, and um, I, I again, I like them like on like rice, but I don't really like, I, I especially don't like them on like pasta, breads, etc. Um, and Matt, what this is, this is, um, this is something that I just don't like in general, which is like these wafu style pasta, Japanese style pasta. What this is, it's spaghetti. Um, sprinkled on top, you have little bits of seaweed. And then on top of that, you know, almost a full eclipse here. I mean, this thing is a huge <laughs> pool. Of tarako, this uh, this like yeah. orangish sort of very like you mm. know goo of fish eggs, and on top of that you got a nice slice. It looks like about a quarter inch slice of butter, you know, sitting on the top there. Um, Matt, uh, yeah, again, like I just don't really like the the Japanese style pastas as they call them, the wafu pastas, and 
you know, we've talked about it many times. Like, I, I just don't think mentaigo, does, you know, belongs on pasta. I think it belongs on rice, and that's it. Um, so, yeah, Matt, um, for me, this was this is my loser for the week. Great choice, Mike. You know, I feel like I'm looking into the eye of Sauron right now. This thing, <laughs> you know, it's just that pat of butter in the middle, that huge splash of tarako, and then some ghastly-looking pasta covered in... What is that? Is that hijiki or something? I think it's seaweed. Or I think nori. it's uh, nori. I think it's nori. Yeah. Sliced up nori. Yeah, Mike. Um, hmm, I'd struggle to get two bites down out of this. And because it's got that pat of butter, you know what that means? You're heating that up for a little while. So, uh, yeah. Oh. yeah, that thing's going to come out. Steamy, hot pile of uh, fish eggs there. By the way, a bit of a landmine mm-hmm. for those unfamiliar with... Uh, the fish egg sauced up pasta because you could easily mistake that for tomato sauce that's true that is true you know you walk into uh a new days here especially you're in a train station convenient you're probably uh, hustling to your to your platform your whole brain's not there you see uh orange sauce on pasta with a pat of Mm -hmm. butter pat of butter suggests kind of western flavors Mm -hmm. you might be thinking you're getting a nice big bowl of marinara and spaghetti no 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 you're getting some salty fish eggs Mm. and seaweed so uh definitely a landmine for those unfamiliar with uh unable to read japanese yeah no doubt very good point on that this is a dangerous item for the for the unknowing all right matt so finally heading over to your winner this week and what are we looking at matt oh interesting (laughs) Yeah, Mike, I'm pretty excited about this particular product. You know, 2021 was the year of the Pablo cheese tart. Um, It still pops up every now and again. I'm hoping this year, 2022, is the year of Beard Papa. Beard Papa, Mike, I was not aware of this, but 7-Eleven is doing a whole shoe cream campaign around it right now. And um, what we're looking at here is a drinkable shoe cream. Mm. Yeah, think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Drinkable shoe cream. Hmm. And we have, uh, this is from Beard Papa, which is um, a confectionery that started in Japan. They have 250 locations all over the country, and they even have operations here in Boston. In Chinatown, there is apparently a Beard Papa. So I must go check it out. They claim to make the best shoe pastry, shoe cream in the world. And I gotta say, Mike, just look, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you okay. got to look at this, Mike. Shoe, you're, okay. I know you're a shoe cream maniac. Yeah. But uh, you got to check out Beard Papa. In this case, we're looking at a drinkable shoe cream. All right, Matt. Um, first of all, I got to say, that's really exciting. It's in Boston. That's really cool. And I, did, I had no idea about Beard Papa. So I'm going to have to get to 7-Eleven and just get one of their standard shoe creams as well, if, if they're selling, which I assume they are. They all are. right, Matt. I... So I inject in in general these um, you know drinkable sweets. We, I think we've seen drinkable um, well, there ice was the cream. Pablo cheese tart as well. There was drinkable the drinkable Pablo's cheese tart. Drinkable Pablo cheese tart. We saw a drinkable. <laughs> your winner a couple a couple months ago is another drinkable confection. Um, Matt, I was skeptical at first at this, and I am still a little bit skeptical because I want to know what sort of consistency this is if this is just 
cream. If this is just like Bavarian cream, whatever you know, like sh- whatever they put in shoe cream, yeah. just like in a liquid form, then hey, I'm all for it. But if this is if this is like a milk sort of you know watered down yeah. version of that, sure. I am a little bit skeptical. But um, I will say, Matt, very exciting, um, and I'm I'm very happy to have learned about uh, Beard Papa, great icon by the way. Like this is great. wonderful, yeah. uh, wonderful branding. Um, yeah, Matt. Okay, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll say this is a winner, and um, we'll just have to go out and see see what it's all about. All right, Mike. Uh, that wraps up our winners and losers for the week. It's on to my favorite segment, At the Gemba with Mike. The Gemba, of course, the place where the action happens. Mike, you're mm-hmm. in Japan. What do you got for us this week? All right, Matt. Well, recently, um, as I think I told you before, uh, Leo and I have a little bonding oh. time um, each yes. week. It's Friday night. We go to the Kombini. He picks out an ice cream. It's like, it's you know, we're finally bonding as a father and son. And he, <laughs> he loves the Kombini, you know. Um, he, he actually has been singing the Kombini Boys song. I have to get it recorded, yeah. I mean, it's Wow. Really wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, so a lot of my time recently, I've been going to the Kombini, and we get his ice cream. Oh, and another thing is he's, <laughs> whenever I say, like, we're going to the Kombini, he, like, recites what we're going to get at the Kombini, and he says, ice cream and, and, and beer and, and, and chicken. So he knows what it's all about. Ice cream, beer, and chicken. That's what we're getting. So that's mostly what I've been getting. I've been getting ice cream, beer, and chicken where we go. But, Matt, I was in Lawson the other day. And I came across an interesting item, Matt. Um, and you know, this might—this is sort of, you know. Oh boy. Yeah, this is uh, going back a little bit, but Matt, what this is, and the I name is what got me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Modern day, marum pamitaina shoe cream. So this is a a shoe cream that is almost completely like a melon pan. And um, you can go back and see Matt versus, or listen to Matt versus Melon Pan, one of my favorite episodes we ever did, where we debated whether Melon Pan is good or bad. Melon Pan is a really famous pastry that, or pastry, or sort of, uh, you know, bread. It's sweet on the outside. It has a nice, like, cookie crust on the outside. Inside, it's very soft. Um, and Matt, this is what this was. It, it had that, um, that sort of, like, thick... Uh, crust of the melon pan on the outside, yeah. um, but inside is is a shoe cream. You know, mm. it was the that like uh, the shoe cream that, uh, cream. That looks, that looks fully loaded too. Oh man, it was, and like I said, it it was just outstanding. I'll give this a five star. I'm gonna have to say um, this five. was for me. A rare this for five me was, star. Yeah, this is a top of the line item. All right, four point five. Maybe at five's a little pushing a little bit. Four point five, really like. Great outer crust, really delicious um, inside filling. Um, just in general, just a really, really great item. You know, Mike, uh, you said it. I'm not a fan of melon pan, but mm. I got to say, this looks damn good. And mm. whew, they packed this thing tight. Oh, that yeah. thing is stuffed to the rafters with mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. with cream, but it's got that nice shoe that's kind of interesting actually because the, the patajou dough is quite airy and light but then if you if you somehow achieve a, a a cookie crust on top of that that's actually pretty interesting um 
and uh, yeah. yeah, I wonder how technically they they did that. But this looks outstanding. Yeah, yeah, and I, actually, as we we're talking, I was thinking like, if I feel like if this is what Melon Pan was, yeah, I, or I feel like this is what Melon Pan should be, like. This you is know. its greatest form, yeah. This is greatest yeah. form. This is like yeah. it's at it's at tier four of Maslow's hierarchy <laughs> right now. Yeah, this is uh, sa- it's it has satoried. That's going around. That's the lingo here in America right now. What's your satori? satori. Yeah, satori. Yes. Yeah, I'm satori meaning um, enlightenment. I enlightened. Guess, right? like yes. A, yes. Achieved. This yes. was yeah top satori of melon pan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right um that wraps up this week's episode wow covered a lot of ground as usual as yeah. always we want to thank our listeners especially those who have bought us a chickie thank you big time to mh bongo for five more chickies thank That's, you that brings him up to 15 total chickies wow. i'm just gonna read what he wrote on 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 the on the buy me a coffee app uh, i'm not a billionaire so i can't buy a lambo but maybe five chickies comes close to a lambo <laughs> not really but uh still appreciated sometimes when i'm driving home from the gym i say to myself damn i wish there was a japanese company oh. on the way home yeah oh, you yeah. do but yes. of course there isn't only old-fashioned american 7-elevens where the hot dog has been going around on that roaster spit since 1968 or something like that <laughs> hey if the doors open i will be in japan later this year maybe i'll run into you take care and thank you for your podcast and youtube work no thank you yeah mh bongo for being such a great fan yeah other and, shout outs oh sorry and yeah and just uh yeah totally true about the uh, the 7-elevens I'm, I'm sorry about that uh you know you got to get back over here get back into competing asap asap yeah all right also thanks to carrie g saint michelle 20 chickies holy moly professor h matt d antonio wade group japan bobby judo and anonymous if you want to support the podcast over to buymeacoffee.com slash conveni boys and buy us a chicky uh thank you everybody for listening please share rate the podcast if you want to see what we're talking about check us out on youtube subscribe and like and then uh follow the uh very stupid conversation on twitter (laughs) thanks everybody and mike i'll see ya at the convenie see you at the convenie matt <laughs>